Welcome back to another episode of the Anal Podcast. This is our 44th Anal Probe segment, and we've got it all. Everything in the title and so much more. Joining us tonight will be Jacob from Jacob's Bipolar Adventures, as well as John, Jared, Mike, Rochelle, and a violent draft sticks his head in again. We have it all. Questions you want the answers to and answers you don't know the questions for. Here in the Anal Podcast, we'll deliver it all to your front door. So don't forget to like, subscribe, review wherever you found our show. That's how we get noticed, and we love getting noticed. Welcome back to the Anal Podcast. Tonight, I am joined by Jacob, Mike, Rochelle, John, and the Violent Draft. Why don't you guys go ahead and introduce yourselves? Hi, my name is Jacob, and I am a bipolar who is quickly losing hope in this country. Hi, I'm Mike. I'm just, I'm here. Hey, I'm Rochelle, and I'm now free, fear-free certified. Woohoo! Hi, I'm not John, uh, but I do have AC. Oh, that's Jared, not John. I'll fix it in post. Jared! There, I fixed it. See? Missing the talent. What, do, what are we ever going to do without him? He's going to hear this in post and be like, <gasps> I knew I needed to be there. Draft, are you here? Are you going to say yes, something? Yes, I'm, I was waiting. People were talking. I'm sorry. Hello, I am the Violent Giraffe, and I still have not found a single good thing America has done. As our new producer, he has been searching for an hour or so to find something good America does. We're still looking. Good luck. Sounds facetious, but I think I'm going to keep that serious. going for every episode until I actually find something good. Keep looking. So, on the opening page of today's docket, I think, Jared, you might find this the most interesting. TikTok. I am heavily invested in TikTok. I love swiping through random people doing random things for random periods of time. It just delights the shit out of me. But you know what I've been seeing on there recently? The date Ooh. October 15th. You know what's supposed to happen on the 15th in this country? I don't, I don't know, Rob. This is going to be your favorite, Jared. You're going to love it. Maybe. So on TikTok, uh, you get stuck in your little TikTok web hole. And apparently in mine, uh, I have been led to many people's channels who are talking about the October strike, which is where people on TikTok are calling for a general strike in October with a list of demands. One day, no work, no consuming, including streaming services, nothing. Do a puzzle. You guys might be interested to think of a general strike in this country will have to work, actually work, or if all these TikTokers are going to get disappeared in it. If you're interested in the website, it's OctoberStrike.com. Oh, it's a Monday. That's a perfect day for a strike. So I'm in. I kind of decided I'm in. Even if it doesn't pan out, like, I'm just going to not do anything that day. Yeah, just I'm down. Oh, yeah. I'm all I'm in. Great. Jared, have you pulled up the website to start screaming it's bullcrap yet or not? Or is it actually a thing? No, I haven't pulled it up. But, I mean, I, there's been calls on the internet for a general strike. I mean, there was one for, like, a May Day strike a couple years ago. I mean, it's these things have to come from, like, bottom-up, big organizing. Like, And that's the thing is, like, I mean, just stopping work for one day is a great symbolic gesture. But, I mean, is that really going to bring America to its knees and be like, oh, well, you can have health care now and we'll stop bombing everyone. 
I mean, it, you know, this is a prolonged struggle. Like you have to have community set up to survive, you know, if you're not working, that to help each other to have food and, you know, ensure you have shelter and utilities and things like that. And how I'm, how would people go about doing that? I mean, I don't know exactly the specifics of it, but I mean, I know like in the past when like unions would go on strike, like the people that were in the union, I mean, they'd band together. They just worked together as a community to ensure everyone was taken care of as much as they could when the strikes were happening. I mean, that's what it's going to have to be. Like, I mean, you know, obviously striking is a good idea because it's it's basically the only way to tell people, like the only way to tell those in power that you mean business is that you have to make them lose money. And really the only way that's been effective historically is to to withhold your labor and to strike. But if you're just a bunch of individuals individually striking, like it has to be a like a communal effort, I think. Which I mean isn't to say that it's not, you know, hopefully it's not a bad thing, but you know, I don't know. I mean, maybe it'll take off and there'll be a huge network. I don't know. I mean, times have changed like in the past year. So yeah, in the past year, times have greatly changed, and uh, India has had a general strike recently, and that's been pretty much stripped from our media. Do we even know what the situation is as far as we can get from our news sources? I don't know, but... I haven't heard anything about it recently. Strangely, even on Twitter, I haven't seen anything. You did catch my ear uh, when you were talking about how communities need to prepare for a strike like that because you really do have to have a plan in place to see where you will be able to get your water, food, resources, utility, shelter, all those things. And honestly, that had never crossed my mind. So thank you for the brand new information because I'm going to really keep that in mind. And well, I don't know what I'll do with it, but it'll be in my mind now. So I've got new information. Yeah, I mean, it's a thing to remember that, like, I don't know how much people consider, but like, you know, when you go on strike, like you stop getting paid, you stop, you know, I mean, the, uh, the, you know, you stop getting health, but like everything just cut off from you if you go on strike. So I was going to say there's, there's a pretty, like, there's an example of a current minor strike going on in Alabama. Yeah. And there's a person on Twitter that keeps following them with video and reporting and like she shows the cops trying to break the strike up and all this shit. So that would be another thing to point people towards. So it's like that strike, look into what those people are doing and then adapt it to whatever your, you know, whatever your strike is and your community. Right. So how much mainstream media coverage of that strike has there been? Has anyone seen Not any mainstream? Zero. Okay. Not okay. nothing. You're not going to. You're only going to see it on social medias provided by individual people until they are prevented from doing so by whatever means or their own choice to stop reporting on it. And usually it's social media that you're kind of connected to, at least by one degree. So like if you know someone who lives in Alabama and they might have seen it, you might see it. But like, I haven't seen any of that. So... Well, yeah, it doesn't even have to be one degree. It can be much further than that, because like a friend of mine who is like once removed from me had you, Rochelle, pop up on their Insta and their TikTok because Ooh. I was near Mike and then I was near them. Weird, but also, yeah, that's it's not weird. that it's I mean, it's programming. It, it makes sense. 
You can make the technology do that. Yeah. It's yeah, not weird, it's scary as hell. <laughs> yeah, that's what it really is. But she's Dang like, who, who is this person? Like, it says that, you know, you're a friend of theirs. And I was like, oh, that's my friend's girlfriend who I was at Chubru with the other day. But that's completely off the general strike topic, obviously. The demands or the goals is, you know, a 25% corporate tax rate, no loopholes, which is way too fucking low in my personal opinion. The heyday of America had a 72%, 72.8% tax rate. So there's that. Uh, free healthcare for all. 12 weeks paid paternity and maternity leave. $20 minimum wage. Four-day work week. Strict environmental regulations on corporations, bans on single use and microplastics with and limited admissions. It says what you can do or abstain from going into work starting on October 15th. Do not participate in economic activities starting October 15th. Contact your local representative to express demands. Spread the word and information. Inform your friends and family and colleagues. Increase class consciousness by educating you, those around, around you. Uh, and then it just goes into will I get fired. It says a lot provides some protection for striking workers companies fire people for illegal reasons all the time so use caution in your own discretion so long story short you do it you're gonna get shit canned you're gonna get fired if you're not in a union you're gonna get fired yes if i am enrolled in school on october 15th is it considered an economic activity to attend classes because i've paid for those classes Ooh, interesting point jared i feel like you're the expert on that i mean a strike is a strike students have gone on strike and just walked out of school to protest things. So I can't lose those points. I well, know, just just can, just you gotta convince your professors to go on strike with you. Yeah, get everyone to do it. <laughs> they don't get paid anything. There you go. So the interesting thing about this list, I have no idea who made this, but like you say, like they have stricter environmental regulations on corporations, but nothing about dismantling the U.S. military. That's the world's biggest polluter. Like I don't. Like, what about stop bombing brown people? What about end the embargo uh, on Cuba? What about stop sanctioning broad. Venezuela? Oh, global south still a slavery. Broad. Like, there's everybody's brown though. Like, just saying stop brown, stop bombing brown people. Like, well, that we yeah. that we bomb. We stop bombing yeah. all of them. I mean, it's not that it's it's yeah. No. Yeah, when do we bomb Europe? Never. Who just showed up? We're getting out of Afghanistan, so it's baby steps. He's there. He's here. Has, has our talent arrived? He's arrived. Here. Would you like to introduce yourself, Talent? Because uh, you're Jared today, by the way. I'm, hi, I'm John, and I'm Jared. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> we were actually talking about the general strike in our country on October 15th. How about that? Okay. Yeah, that's what I thought. But it's on TikTok, so it's a thing. Interesting I haven't seen anything on my For You page about this. But I'm mostly in animal TikTok now, so... See, yeah. I'm in gay TikTok, so we're very left in gay TikTok. I only believe things that Spike Lee makes commercials about. <laughs> so you're all in on Bitcoin. Well, no, I just believe that Bitcoin is a thing now because Spike Lee told me so. You're not going to buy any. You just believe that it's true. Bitcoin is $30,000. So get one. What? Very true. <laughs> I, don't, I don't really know how many uh, new money people can buy a Bitcoin. But hey, you know, whatever. I want a Bitcoin. I'm going to buy me one a Bitcoin. Coin? Is $30,000. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And that's that's half of what it was like months, a few months ago. You use all your zero new money to buy one. He probably has a lot of Bitcoin and had to make like a commercial about it to 
Like not lose a bunch of money or something. Yeah, he's probably bag holding from the 60s. So I will be keeping an eye on this whole general strike thing on TikTok as it continues to dominate my for you. But I, I think it's interesting that they're pushing for a $20 minimum wage. That's about right, isn't it? Yeah, I think it needs to be around 22 to be the 15 that we wanted from like 2010. I mean, fair. It's 2021. Hell, you know what? Make it 21. And it goes up a dollar a year. Easy peasy, because now we can keep track. Right. So like year 2022, making $22 an hour minimum wage. Oh, hey, your floors look nice. Yeah, yeah. nice. Yeah, they're, they're very nice. Yeah, I'm kind of a little high right now. High call! <laughs> 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 woo woo! Nice. I yeah, fucking called uh, that. <laughs> Yeah, I, had, I have to close the house at some point, so <laughs> you know, I, I have to close the doors. I can't leave the fan on all night, or people will come and steal all my bitcoins. So, no, <laughs> gotta protect yeah. that. Not that treasure chest of, of a bitcoin you've got. All of my zero bitcoins. So now I'm, I'm kind of feeling it right now, though. Like the fan was doing a wonderful job, and now it's it's unavailable. So you have a floor tarnish? Hi. So, so I, I made devolve as we go. So this is going to be over in, in what, in like a couple minutes, hopefully? <laughs> Hour <laughs> or so. But it's okay, because we're actually probably going to start talking about Haiti pretty directly, because like oh, we did oh, it. Yeah. We did it. Did we do it? Jared needs talked, needs needs to have his, his piece heard on okay, Haiti. Uh, I don't really know what happened there. Well, the president in Haiti. I can't believe you didn't listen to last week's episode. First off, I'm shocked and appalled. I listened to half. I'll just be honest. I listened to half, and then I got caught up with a new podcast called. Oh, not only did she not listen, but she's cheating on us. <laughs> yeah. oh. I hate the to break it to you, but I cheat several times a week. Betrayal. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but anyway, the poor. The, the poor dictator, president of Haiti, uh, was assassinated. And mm -hmm. I was asking last week, because it was relatively brand new news, if we did it. And those that were in the podcast that day kind of decided that we probably didn't do it. And then Draft was all like, did you know how many times we've already fucked with Haiti? Twice in the last 25 years. Uh, the first time was in 1994. I want to say uh, the news has come out that several of the men involved uh, previously had worked for the U.S. law enforcement as informants. So bum, bum, bum. did we do it? I don't know. But the people who were there used to work for us as informants, which is probably not great. Yeah, I from last week like it seemed like mike and i were really trying to find legitimate like tangible reasons why we would have done it for resources yeah. or etc and jared brings a different perspective to it which he'll talk about um which is kind of just a general oh yeah that makes sense i i don't i i don't want to use like uh circumstantial evidence to say we did it like people that used to work for the us also include like saddam hussein and osama bin laden so who are those guys? They used to be U.S. employees. What, what, what did we do to them? We gave them guns Wait, and then what? we killed them. No way. <laughs> not us. Not the, not the greatest country in the world that we can't fight anything that we've ever done for anyone. Not us. Wait, that's something we did good, right? We <laughs> armed Saddam and we armed yeah. Osama. 
There you go. Oh my. Then we left them alone and blamed them for hating us so we could kill them later with more weapons that they didn't have anymore. Anyway, it doesn't, I mean, so, so my point is like, yeah, it, people can work for the United States and I, I can be a former employee of something and still not have any ties to it. Like if I do something right now, I don't, it doesn't reflect on Home Depot as the cause for why I did it. Like it, it, it's circumstantial. It's, it makes you go, huh? But it's not exactly proof. Wait, but I was a former employee of a bank for like a long time. Many banks. What if I blew up all the banks? Would that be in the news title? Like former employee of banks blows up all banks. Yeah, I'm sure it would. Because um, it would be, you know, it, it, it's strong. It's, it's strong circumstance. I mean, circumstantial evidence is evidence still, but it's circumstantial. It's not enough to convict things and i'm i'm, I'm blurring perfect, like criminal perfect. law and, and stuff That's like that <laughs> did you just did you just lawyer me and not let me explain my answer <laughs> you totally did <laughs> i'm sorry we got, we i guess an i feel too lawyer. feisty tonight matthew's matthew's rubbing off on you it's also happened it, it probably has something to do with it and this is where i think we have a nice segue to what jared's going to talk about regarding it but it's not necessarily the case um, but I will say, uh, it probably is. Yeah, I mean, I, I would just say that, I mean, I believe that Haiti is, like, pretty much one of our, maybe not necessarily puppet states, but definitely under United States hegemic influence. And as John mentioned, I think, earlier, I mean, he basically disbanded Parliament to become a dictator because he was going to lose an election or something. There was massive protests all over Haiti. I mean, there's been protests happening in Haiti for a couple years because, you know, of you know, American meddling in their government, basically, and, and forcing austerity and, you know, extracting resources from them and bringing it to the imperial core. So my, my thought is that, you know, that was just too much. They don't want a left overthrow of Haiti. They want to keep Haiti in the pocket of the United States hegemony. So if he won't play ball, they'll get rid of him and find someone else that will, which, yeah, they have done. Numerous times in the past. Right. And in a more general sense, over the previous week, while you were listening to the podcast and talking to me, you said something to the tune of no one gets assassinated without the U.S. approving it. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah, no one gets assassinated nice. outside of like a, a revolution, you know, <laughs> without the United States approval. Yes. That's Is there like a form? A Is there a form battle. for that? Probably. To be well, I mean, was it is strong. Was and it then even... there's a U.S. stamp of approval, and it's an eagle. And just oh, like, my God. Right well, there. didn't that just come out about who was that guy that was assassinated by, Saudi, by like, the Saudi Arabia? Like, that reporter, oh, yeah. that American citizen? And then it, it – I, God, I just read something recently that, yeah, there was, like, t like the people that killed him had ties. Like, to yes. <laughs> oh, yeah, like, the people who killed him were actually trained by us. Yes. Cool, 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 cool. Of course, they fucking were. Well, I don't think I don't think uh, Saddam was trained by the United States. I think. No, I didn't think so. I thought he was just armed we by were, us. We and, we would just empower him with weapons. We were pals for him for a while until again he probably. I I see. I don't know a whole lot about 
the history of like the the conflict there and we'll make draft google it for us draft have you come up with how many times the uh, united states has fucked with haiti by chance so actually if we set it to 30 years it's been three times that we've interfered with oh, about every decade is what it's looking like um actually it was twice in the 1900s first in 1991 where the newly elected president jean bertrand Arist- aristide i do not know how to pronounce his name Good so enough. don't yeah, close enough. Um, he was dis- deposed by the Haitian army. It is alleged by some that the CIA, quote-unquote, paid key members of the coup regime forces for information from the mid-1980s. Jesus, I cannot read. The convenient thing about these times is that isn't like the statute of how long things remain confidential, 25 years. I which didn't realize that of- there was oh. a statute on confidentiality. Yeah, the the CIA can keep things confidential for 25 years. So within the last 25 years, we could have fucked with Haiti every day. Well, what's isn't that a big thing? And not not to get too off topic, but like that the the UFO files were going to be declassified or something and people were losing their shit over it recently. Is that still a thing? Did that happen? And then I think so. I mean, they declassified them. But like, what does a UFO file tell you other than you saw a UFO? Well, yeah, there's a whole bunch of UFO sightings. And they were like, here they are. Yeah. We still don't we'll know what they anything. are. Check out yeah. these weird obelisks that are popping up every now and again, too. <laughs> oh, I never got to drive to that one in Utah. It's oh, gone now. It's they gone. disappear. It's been gone for so long. I know. Mm-hmm. You have to, like, get right on it. Those things really just disappear? Yeah. Mm-hmm. They suddenly mm-hmm. appeared and then suddenly disappeared. And well, no one really people knows. took them down overnight. Mm-hmm. No, we. the one in Utah was put up by it was built by a guy and then there's video of him building it and then video of him driving away with it it was just some artist but other people have replicated it other places or aliens just saying Mm -hmm. as i've said previously we are the extraterrestrials we are we are we're from fucking mars we fucked that planet up first maybe maybe i mean i don't know there's not enough evidence to say that for sure there's not enough evidence to say that it's not for sure mike did you just say you don't believe in the moon landing i did not say that at all well then if you believe in the moon landing we have to be extraterrestrials I thought but only the people that actually went out were extraterrestrials yeah i thought you had to go to be extra he said the step was for mankind, not just for him. Oh, so he extraed all of us. What a good guy. Yeah. He took us all to space. Yeah. Oh, no. We're all extra. Quote. He took us to space for a single <laughs> step, and that dick was there for like a day. Yeah, and there's also two minutes of, of um, unreleased uh, audio that True. apparently he, they were seeing stuff up there. Yeah, ham radio caught it, but nobody else did. And then we never Ooh. came back. <laughs> <laughs> That's because Hitler's riding dinosaurs in the center of the moon. I thought that was in the center of Earth. Well, the core is hollow, huh? I didn't watch the movie, the documentary. I'm not sure. Uh, speaking of documentaries, Rochelle, didn't you watch a Olympic documentary that got your panties all in a twist? You walked away from the microphone. Oh, no, she didn't. <laughs> you had a perfect cycle. <laughs> <laughs> I'll find another one. <laughs> we just edit and post. So once it gets back, she can pick it up. Cut her back in. At some point, somebody again. needs to talk about panties, and then we can talk about them being <laughs> in. I don't have to get there on that. 
Anyway, Cuba was also on the list because shit's going down in Cuba. Hasn't their internet been cut now? Well, I'm, from what I've heard, it was ba- it, it's back. So oh, I guess good. I guess the U.S. you know the the U.S. tried and then they they just gave it back. I guess no. I uh, I got a, a lovely email from our illustrious rep Mike Kelly. Oh, oh. He was he was reminding everyone that communism is the single greatest destructive political ideology in the history of the world. By the way, oh. um, although there's so much evidence to the contrary. Well, then, yeah, just the United States existing and uh, yeah, a draft. Yeah, huh? Uh-huh. <laughs> Any good yet? Oh, yeah, yeah. Draft. No, okay. That, that must be a no. <laughs> he's still he's still just looking very just hard. Listen, very his neck is intensely. long. Who knows how far away he is? Well, it's true. Listen, it's very I've got true. eight tabs open right now. <laughs> <laughs> I have three Only that have are dedicated. Of RAM. <laughs> I have three dedicated to looking for good things in the United States. I have three open looking for stuff going on in Haiti. One's an empty tab. And then I have one opened up for Saddam Hussein. It's, it's all over the place right now. I'm sorry. Only eight tabs. Clearly, someone doesn't have ADHD and bipolar disorder. <laughs> <laughs> so, but the so the Cuba internet thing, they they have their internet on. Yeah, I mean, I, I saw some tweets from people that are in Cuba, and they're like, That's "It's good. back now." Um, so, just just from this this email, um, it, it the first paragraph is like. Communism bad. Look at these countries did the bad thing, you know, Soviet Union, the Chinese Communist Party, which, of course, that's not their name. It's the Communist Party of China. So you you already know it's a hit piece. So anytime it's CCP, that's like a slur, kind of. I don't know if it's being intentionally ignorant. It's a it's a signal. Yeah, it's it's that they're not calling them by the name they 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 chose. I mean, it's the same thing as like. With the, the Viet Cong, they were like the National Liberation Army, I think. But like yeah. Viet Cong was like a slur that, Word. like, I just I learned that very recently that I didn't even know. So anyway, so they did bad things, yeah. and that's why Cubans who have been abused by the Castro regime for decades, who's I mean he's not around anymore, he's not even the president anymore, but okay because he, he's dead and there's a new president, are flying American flags because they are. Which the weird part of that I'll get to. As they risk their lives to demand respect for their natural rights, which is a thing that exists. Goal, old glory and the representative republic she represents are a beacon of liberty and a symbol of hope for freedom-hungry people across the world. So, I mean, I would just want to pause for a second on that. So, I mean, weren't there like massive protests in the freedom place about how it wasn't that free Uh just very recently? Uh huh. Mm. Yeah, and we didn't do nothing. Our government just was like shoot him in the legs instead, right? Uh-huh. That's what it just. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yep. Okay. Yep. Um. Okay. Great. Okay. So, uh, <clears throat> from Hong Kong to Havana to Pyongyang, the victims of so. Uh, sorry, I don't know if I said that right. The victims of social re- re- rep- repression look to the United States of America for support and their fight for freedom, and we must stand with them. So, he, this is a good one. Here we go. You're, everyone's gonna love this one. Times like these should remind us that we are infinitely blessed to be citizens of this great nation. And that's that's a sentence that's in bold. You know it's it means business? Yes. Oh, here we here we go. Here we go, giraffe. The United States is the freest and most prosperous country in world history. Why? 
<laughs> oh god, then he quotes Reagan. I'm not gonna do that. Oh my no. God. Oh, no. So, no. Oh, this is good. Though this is good. After the Reagan quote, which who cares? Fuck Reagan. Um, our const. This is also in bold. Our constitution limits government. Communism, communism deifies government. And he's like, then pray for Cuba. And it's like, well, yeah, communism deifies government, I guess, because in communism, government is actual, is the people that govern. So, so um, like, couldn't we, like, do something good for Cuba and, like, maybe drop some of those fucking sanctions that's starving them out, maybe? I mean, you'd think. Well, you know, fun fact about that, apparently Trump, he added, like, 200 something new restrictions on Cuba. to Cuba. Yes, I was and, aware. And our boy Joe, who's supposedly not Trump, I heard he's not Trump, but he he has he with a swipe of the pen he can undo those and he has not yet. Well, hey, maybe now that Cuba's making the news waving a fucking flag, we can drop some of them sanctions. He's no, not I, Trump, I, I, he's I, a Republican. I think. Oh, that's right. He he is a Republican. He campaigned on on undoing it all and and restoring the Obama years of no embargo, but recently in a you know in a, in a presser, it was you know his uh, I can't words right now. Somebody fill in the blank for me. I'll fix <laughs> it in post. Biden can't anyway. words either, man. It's fine. <laughs> I, uh, Biden can't words right now, but at, at least it's not at the top of his priority list to do that. What is at the top of his priority list? Like, really, what has he done? That's an excellent point, priority list, not to interrupt, but that what 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 has he done? There were a lot of promises, and how many were actually filled? Draft, get some tabs open. <laughs> I'm pretty sure the number is going to be zero. zero. No, he is it did zero? some stuff. He allowed trans people back in the military. That was rolled back. Um, and I actually talked to that somebody dude. who is currently in the military um, who was pleased that that was rolled back because a commanding officer that he was very fond of was removed during the Trump administration. What, I mean, what, After 20 years, which is the majority of my life. It's not just it's like they're in that's your entire livelihood that's been gone and. A lot of people do join the military with the thought of this is maybe like a 10-year, 15-year commitment, but then I will have these other benefits and being dishonorably discharged is like, it's just like saying, okay, your entire future that you have been planning on for these past years is essentially gone. So that's isn't that exactly the same thing whenever any employer squeezes out somebody who's a year away from retirement, military or not? Isn't that the exact oh, yeah, same thing sure. that everyone stuck in corporate America has to deal with? That, oh, when it comes time for the company to help support you, you just know you're going to get crushed out for a minimum wage high schooler? Yeah. Or just getting rid of a teacher before they get to tenure? Well, yeah, yeah, that's, yeah, that's, that's, that's literally yep. the model I've seen. It happened to both my parents through two careers for each of them. To they were just squeezed out for someone cheaper whenever they got A too expensive to be that way, or B right? too close to actually achieving retirement. That's the design, right? Isn't you that gotta on purpose? Joy, gotta, gotta form that union. So um, so when they worked really hard and picked them up, themselves up by their bootstraps and made more money like they're supposed to do, they got punished for it? Yeah, pretty no, much. No, no, no. That's certainly not how it works. <laughs> But yeah, I wanted to uh, jump back, sorry, here real quick. 
So the thing he brought, like, they're flying American flags, which is also really fucking strange if you think about, you know, the embargoes on Cuba and how America, through these embargoes and sanctions, is just making all of them suffer. So if if you are a grassroots organization, a group of people in Cuba, and you're disgruntled against the government, because I'm sure, I mean, again, right, there are, I'm sure people have grievances against the Cuban government. It's not a perfect government. Why would you fly the flag of the country that is horrendously oppressing your country and and just making it insanely difficult to live in, just almost almost impossible? I mean, Jared, I thought about this. Yes. I thought about this. And you know what I came to? They're paid they, by the CIA? Yeah, no, no, actually, <laughs> it's a little worse. I think that that small slice of Cuba, that little image that we see waving that flag, it's the Cuban Trumpers. There's probably not oh, many, ooh. but they were all probably gathered there to stretch out that flag. But I feel like that was the demographic for that picture, mm. for that piece of propaganda. But that's just me. Well, no, and again, and that's the thing, right? I mean, those people still exist in Cuba, but, you know, not all of them were able to move to Miami. Right when 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 the Castro government took power, but um, well, doesn't it kind of stink of Steve Bannon to a point? I'm not really sure. I'm not very well educated on Bannon. He's more conspiracy to me than real person. Well, whenever there's just a little bit of a right wing conspiracy pot to stir, there's a little bit of Steve Bannon fingers in there. That just kind of feels a little bit like something. Steve Bannon, he was Trump's strategist right from the beginning in 2015. If there was no Steve Bannon, there would be no Trump presidency at all. Okay, I'm caught up. I'm on the train now. But, but you know, again, but how much in the in the media ha- has shown like the the counter protests, you know, you know, they show the protests in the hundreds against the government, but not the ones in the thousands. That are that are pro the government, right? It's we. It's the same. It's it's just this weird thing that I, I forget. I have to look up the etymology, right? But it's it's called like a color revolution when basically the CIA goes in and funds groups that are against a, a government that they don't like to sort of ferment a revolution. Um, and it's it the same thing kind of happened in Hong Kong. I think there's a lot of similarities. We had a lot of you know again there are genuine grievances against. Hong Kong, but then you have people flying American flags and like the British Union Jack and it's like, what? Why would you do that? Why do you want colonialism back that devastated your country? Why do you want a country that is devastating the world to be a part of it? And coincidentally, I don't know if anyone noticed, but ever since uh, China just cut off the international funding to like Hong Kong, like all those protests sort of dried up as if Maybe they weren't a local thing, a local grassroots thing. Interesting. Strange. Um, hmm. <laughs> hmm. That feels conspiracy to me. Is that like fact or just how it appears? I mean, I, again, it's, I, it might be just a complete coincidence that when the Chinese government shut off the outside funding from like the National Endowment Democracy and things like that into the country, that the, the protests dried up. It just might be a coincidence. It's complete, maybe it's quite complete uh, so coincidence. So what's this national, what did you call it? National something of democracy? It's the NED, the National Endowment for Democracy. So, so who funds that? Who it's funds like, it? 
the CIA. It's basically oh yeah okay that's why it's it's a front for CIA. Right. Like our our boy who loves democracy, as we all know, Juan Guaido. <laughs> I believe I believe he was he was he went to the United States and was like trained by the NED for something. Like it, it's just I mean it's just a regime change engine, um, basically. Here's the thing that's interesting, and I think is worth thinking about, and then I, I we can move on, and I'll unless we want to keep, I'll stop talking about it anyway. So we see Mike Kelly, right? And he's one of many congressmen, many state representatives, many people in power in this country on both the left and the right, Republicans and Democrats, that are saying these protests against the Cuban government, they are against communism. Communism is bad. We have to listen to the people and bring democracy, blah, 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 back. Why, so if, if, if logically, if your government is communist and you're protesting, that means you're protesting against communism, right? So for the past year, when people were protesting in America, I, did you, anyone hear any of those people saying they're protesting capitalism and how capitalism is bad? No. I'm not sure. I mean, kind I mean, some um, of the BLM, yeah, some of the BLM stuff. Mostly no. Mostly well, no. I'm mostly talking about no. people in pow in like, n oh, not okay. your random maybe like Ilan Omar. I'm talking about people in government. Not anyone, no. no. Right. Hell, exactly. hard no. Hard, right. hard fucking no. Again, it it just makes you wonder what what narrative you know is being created through the what is covered, one. why it's covered, and you know what angle it's covered from. So and what lens you're forced to look at it through. Very true. All very important topics to consider. Hey, thank you. I've had my rant. The Bachelorette isn't letting her men masturbate. <laughs> Wait, who can't masturbate? What's the happening? Bachelorette's contestants? Yeah. One of them was like, would she have like masturbation telepathy? Like she's gonna know if the person's <laughs> just... masturbating. Like she's gonna it's fall around. It's kind of like the Seinfeld thing. <laughs> It's kind of like the Seinfeld thing, master of your domain. Oh. <laughs> They're just going to come yeah. in with black lights Weird. and check the room and be like, oh my god, you're disqualified! Um, They can't film you in the shower. I don't think, like, legally they can't film you Unless in the you shower consent. if you're doing... No, 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 no. Like, all reality shows do that thing where they're like, oh, we have to go into the bathroom because this is so, like, you can't film it. You know? Uh, so, hello. No evidence. Just jerk it in the shower. It's so dumb. <laughs> what a, like, how, and it's so much easier for guys to masturbate in the shower. I just want to like get up on that soapbox to be like, yeah, like so well, easy. Wait a minute, you. wait just a minute. I was under it. the impression that women had a shower wand that was heaven and quick and easy and clean and that was their whole deal. But I may be wrong. Sometimes, yeah, well, I guess depends on your water pressure situation also oh. it's very frustrating if you have a shower head double thing going on and there's no water pressure like especially if you're trying to hell? get somewhere and that water pressure ain't up that that's just a road to frustration i don't want that we've devolved quickly i'm so sorry a... to hear that <laughs> Whenever you masturbate, Rob, do you just blow it everywhere? Is that why you think a blacklight is finding this stuff? Amen. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, that is, is like, part of no the fun. No shame. And I'm I'm gonna be frank with my listeners. 
It's like marking your territory. We can hit the ceiling. We can hit the wall on the other side of the room. I've hit neighbors' houses before. If a window's been cracked, you watch the fuck out. Is there like a radius of rope blast from your desk chair? I don't. My desk chair. I live alone. I don't need to masturbate in my office. I do that in the <laughs> yeah. living room like a normal person. The whole house is your domain. I've always tried to control it. Castle. Stop trying to control it and release the beast. It's a two-second wanna... wipe up. Let it dry and vacuum it. Fuck. That's not <laughs> how that works. What? <laughs> don't you live alone too, John? Yeah, I. I don't and you blast don't just on jerk the... it everywhere? Well, yeah, but I don't I don't I don't blast on where whatever I'm pointed at. Like I I can I make sure I control it. I don't know. I guess if I had a penis, I would always be like pointing it and have like a target set up and be like, "All right, let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Number 20." <laughs> no, that is not how it works. No. That's not how it works. Okay. Dang it. <laughs> Typically, your eyes are rolling back in your head a little bit, so, so you can't really aim. No, and your thighs are typically super clenched as well, so that takes any hip movement for aiming out of the equation. I don't have a penis. That's why I'm saying I've always wondered, is this what you do? This is the stuff we need for our OnlyFans. This is a highlight. <sighs> the rest of this needs to go on our OnlyFans. <laughs> but speaking of having your panties in a bunch, damn it, it just didn't work. <laughs> I tried. A good segue. It was a valiant uh, effort. Just... Rochelle, Rochelle Olympics, go. That's the best I got. Oh Jesus! No, there. Well, I don't know if we can make a segue out of that. That was. Her. I had a beautiful segue earlier, but you weren't around for it. Speaking of your strong swimmers everywhere, there's summer Olympics. Summer Olympics. Is coming <laughs> summer Olympics. Summer Olympics. <laughs> <laughs> the Olympics. I told you, I'm having trouble. There's there's a lot of fumes right now. So the Summer Olympics now. Summer Olympics. I have personally never had any interest in the Olympics. I always remember the people in my circle, and as you know, a young gay man, I was out relatively early. All the gymnasts and like figure skaters and all of them I knew fucking hated it. It was their parents. It was all their parents. Almost every single one of them I met and knew and blue. It was all their parents. So that's I, parents? I hate the Olympics. Well, yeah, some oh. of them, but that's a different story. Interesting. I just everyone I knew that would like be in gymnastics and stuff. It was something they had to do always. No one wanted to do it. It was just like something that you, you did. You really ever like expect the kid to want to do something consistently enough to become an Olympian, though? I don't know. Michelle, you know. So, so for some background, um, I was a competitive gymnast for my entire life up to like age 14-ish. My younger brother was also a competitive gymnast and later a coach. He was on the national team. Uh, like, there's some families that are like soccer families or baseball, and they have like one sport. We were a gymnastics family. We were very, very like invested. I guess you would say. Yeah, definitely. No, that's not. Uh, it definitely is invested is the word. <laughs> yeah, heavily, heavily invested, and we're also not white. 
so that's another like investment beyond that is uh competing at any kind of international level for any sport is going to be expensive and i think it kind of throws on an extra layer when you're a person of color and you are competing on an international level because you were probably in the booster club you were probably going door to door selling candy bars so that you could go to those meets and yeah i do think that it is something that a child does want because it's part of the whole culture of whatever sport that you're into and gymnastics is definitely one of those sports where you start at four years old and you will burn out by age 19 20 maybe if you're lucky i mean staying around in that sport as a female until you're 24 25 is pretty unheard of so you just you go all out and I love the Olympics. I really, really fucking love the Olympics. I don't know. This I'm excited. I'm really, really excited for the Olympic Games this year. I'm curious for a lot of skills that are going to come out of these games, uh, particularly in women's gymnastics. I'm excited to see how the team competes together. I'm super excited to see Jade Carey compete because Brian Carey was my brother's gymnastics coach for many years. And just uh, in general, gymnastics is a very, very, very tight-knit community. And it's just exciting. I love the Olympics because it is the one time every four years that the entire country like gets to... Uh, notice and watch gymnastics and that's why I love the Olympics I I could just like talk for another like 45 minutes an hour two hours three hours about the history of the Olympics and the history of the U.S. women's gymnastics team taking over the sport since like I don't know maybe about like 92 96 definitely 96 and it's so exciting I'm really excited to see Simone Biles compete compete i'm excited for like just everything i'm anxious to see what is going to happen once once we get up on the podium once we medal because it's not like if the u.s is not gonna medal <laughs> obviously we're the powerhouse right now so i just i want to see what happens especially after everything has happened since uh i don't want to like downplay it but the larry nassar scandal other like uh, just since the curtain was revealed about the abuse that happens in gymnastics <laughs> so i'm excited to see how that kind of plays out i'm excited to see if there's going to be any protestings on the podium because usag has not protected any of the gymnasts even though that's an organization that you have to pay to be in if you're an international national level um, competitor, you have to pay to be in that uh, organization and they will not protect you if you come up and say, hey, uh, there's this uh, coach, there's this um, doctor, there's this happening and it's very abusive. They won't do shit. So I am very interested to see what will happen um, on the podium once they medal because it's like, is it going to be the uh, reaction of someone who's been conditioned to accept abuse or are these gymnasts actually going to kind of 
take a little bit of a stand and be like, no, fuck you, USAG. You didn't do anything. You didn't shit to protect me. And you actually covered up all the times that all these gymnasts came forward and said, hey, there's like, yeah, this isn't cool. Like uh, my coach tells me every day that I can't eat or this is happening. Um, I don't think this is quite right. As someone is who is always viewed as the Olympics is that one time every four years where what I want to watch on TV is getting interrupted and I hate it. I'm actually really impressed at the rabbit hole in which the Olympics seems to be for you. Maybe you'll get your own like <gasps> Rochelle commentates on the Olympic segment. Do uh, a live stream. Oh, very Hell exciting. yeah, we could do that. I would love Ooh. to do that, except I can't really score as accurately as I used to be able to since the code of points changed about like eight, 12 years ago. So I was going to say, couldn't you study the code of points? But no, because you have a thousand things to study for school. Yeah, you have other <laughs> no, you things can't. to do. <laughs> I, could, I probably could, though, if I really wanted to. I thought about like studying again to become a judge and like start, you know, judging uh, local meets and stuff. That's that's a good way to make extra money if you want to. Oh. I don't know as so most people would be as into it, but I'm super excited that you are. It makes me more like, oh, okay, she's into it. What are these things all about? I know there's like five rings and everyone's there. What are we doing? Let's do yep. it. Let's talk about it. Let's have Olympic time talk. Oh, Jared, that's a theme song. Olympic time talk. Yeah. Short-lived, but important. Every four years. Time. We use it every four years. Yeah. So, we have one other thing yes, and important news that does <laughs> need to be discussed. Bill Cosby walked, and Britney's still in her conservative ship, but I heard there's good news on that front. The only news I have heard is about her lawyer, but I think Jacob may have got the deets on all of that. Oh, but the lawyer is what's the good news. So the lawyer that she used to have was a court-appointed attorney whose name was Samuel D. Ingham the third. The third? Choir. What a douche. I'm sorry. If you could if you include the third in your name, you're a fucking douche. I'm a third. Samuel D. Ingham the third who handled her case since 2008, which was when she had her uh, mental breakdown, um, and he was appointed at that time. She did not choose him. He was appointed. And so he's just been a shill this whole time. He has been, uh, he resigned, and he has been replaced with former federal prosecutor Matthew Rosengart. Rosengart is the perfect replacement because he has been the celebrity lawyer to persons such as Sean Penn and and other high profile uh, celebrities and she is she is absolutely ecstatic that she got him as her uh, attorney does that changes that well it doesn't change the conservatorship at this point but because that stays, but the attorney's the one who gives the gays and nays in the situation. So Rosengart briefly addressed the court Wednesday, telling the judge that although he's coming in late to the case, it was clear that, quote, this isn't working, unquote. He intends to file a petition to the court soon 
and that the goal should be to end conservatorship, he said. Nice. Uh, the singer's new attorney also called on Jamie Spears to remove himself from his daughter's case. Yay. Quote, if he loves his daughter, it is time to step aside to move forward. End quote, Rosengart said. After court on Wednesday, Britney Spears posted a video on Instagram of her doing cartwheels and riding a horse saying that she was celebrating real representation today. Her caption included a middle finger emoji. <laughs> she said, she said, I feel gratitude and blessed. Thank you to my fans who are supporting me. She wrote, you have no idea what it means to me, what it means to me be supported by such awesome fans. She made a typo. God bless you all. This is the latest and newest development. Uh, he's going to be putting in that, you know, injunction or, you know, that file, that petition to end that conservatorship. He took it to Jamie Spears, who is a heartless piece of shit. And she's very excited to have him on as her new attorney. Ing him the third can you know, shove off and screw over other, other, other people. So, so Brittany, Brittany is getting her conservatorship removed from the new lawyer. Possibly. That is what the trajectory looks like. It will be Good for Brittany. Um, we'll Good see go, what girl. the judge does moving oh. forward. So really it's all on the judge at this point. Did the leave uh, Brittany alone guy to, like actually know what was going on then? No, that was he was just sad because people were making fun of her breaking down. He was just trying to be an empathetic human and like, hey, guys, like, stop making. Yeah, that sort of solidified yeah. the punishment of empathy in our culture. Maybe Chris Tucker changing the world. Chris Crocker, right? That's our, yeah. well, I don't know. Crocker, Crocker, I mean, Chris Crocker. He reminds me a great deal of you, Rob. What the fuck? I am no way that running with mascara ever. Not that. No, that's him from 2007. Look oh. him up now. He's you. Oh my god. Whoa. Is he? Am I Chris Crocker? Why didn't you guys tell me I was Chris Crocker? Because <laughs> apparently John was the only one that knew that. <laughs> Just throwing it out there. He also has made some porn, Rob. Oh my god, I'm Chris <laughs> Crocker. Told you, Rob. He's you. <laughs> What the fuck? Why did anyone tell me this? <laughs> wow. That's interesting. They say they say you meet your best self when you when you die, but I think Rob, you just met the best version of yourself now. What do you get to do? I'm a Chris Crocker. Through well, the internet. <laughs> I wish I could find him with a glorious mustache, but Oh god, his Twitter <laughs> is very Okay. All right. Oh, are you seeing all of Chris Crocker? <laughs> yeah. Oh. oh, oh. <laughs> He's not oh. does not have shame. I'm going to his Twitter. It's like <laughs> it's like seeing what I would look like. Oh my! Nope, that is not what I look like. Not I think I, I literally like. just oh. told Rob that he's made porn, and everybody thinks, "Oh, let's look at his Twitter." <laughs> <laughs> I thought it would be more more politics, but it's not. Yeah, Twitter's always sexual. You scroll long enough on Twitter, you'll find something uh, sexual. Isn't that every app? So, yeah, internet is ninety-eight percent. Sex is still the, the thing; it never went away. Like, sex is still very popular. Yeah, if you can find something better want? than sex, 
then we'll speaking, market that. I mean, speaking it's evolutionarily sex. decided to be the, the, the thing. That's reproduce. Oh, it feels real good. So you want to do it a lot. There it is. Gonna feel real good, Shimon. Just want to get demonetized by the end of the episode. That's all. I think we'll be all right. Probably. So uh, I actually just put up an article. I guess today Chuck Schumer proposed a federal marijuana decriminalization bill. He proposed to Joe Biden. So that's a thing. It's called the Cannabis Administration and Opportunity Act. What? Opportunity for fucking what? White people. Probably, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, does it? Does it also expunge the records of anyone that has been in jail for marijuana offenses? Probably not. Probably not. Why would we do that? That's so silly when you can just go into a store and buy weed from someone with an iPad, but yet... The bill would also require federal districts to expunge nonviolent marijuana-related arrests and convictions. (gasps) Okay, so non... Okay, so... What does federal districts mean? That's pretty big. I don't know. And so if a guy goes, hey, don't arrest me... And you, he's, he's being violent, yeah. right? Yeah. Yep. Resisting. Just like oh, if you are at a bus stop in Arizona, where, or, oh, sorry, for shade. I should say, Phoenix PD is trying to criminalize waiting at a bus stop, which is one of the few metropolitan shade areas, other than just, you know, standing in front of a business, which usually is private, where they'll just tell you to go away. And, they have put up signs saying that you can only wait one hour per every eight hours. However, a lot of people have torn them down and it doesn't mean shit. Hopefully, I still see a lot of arrest of uh, especially unsheltered people. People dying every day because it's too fucking hot. And we have no resources. And they're literally dying and they're not allowed to sit in the shade. Because nope. they'll get arrested. Yep. Yep. So correct me if I'm wrong, but in America, right? There are more houses than houseless people. Yeah. So we could just sure. give, we could just literally give them houses that are automatically we shaded. Totally could. Oh, okay. Because they they're just waiting there for someone to make a profit off of them. But we, okay. yes, okay. yeah, they're just like they're just waiting at the bus stop for you know whatever. And not only that, but it seems like people who are housed are, like, more likely to, like, get jobs and stuff. I mean, oh. the worth of getting a job is debatable, of course, on our channel. But, I mean, it's it's interesting that it, it's just, like, it's it seems like in, in Washington State and the other places where they've tried, like, giving unsheltered people shelter, like, they've just changed. Like, sometimes the people that live there just like change their outlook on life well yeah because if you have a place to live you can start working forward if you don't have a place to live you're at the bottom of maslow's hierarchy of needs and the only thing you can worry about is the survival the basics is food water and paying your bills ain't one of them oh well it's too bad there's nothing we can do about it i guess nope yeah if we make a profit oh well profit motive being a love late stage capitalism so great that the bullies just kind of took over and 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 now being a bully is the only thing that guarantees that you're gonna i don't know 
Well, I mean, welcome it, to, it, yeah. Welcome <laughs> to class society, Mike. It's, it's been around a while. Oh, yeah. I mean, I'm aware of that now. There are some studies out there that say psychopaths actually do have quicker paths to success in the corporate world. They're willing to just stomp else. all over other people and steal their ideas and say, like, that's all it is. They they don't give a fuck. They don't fucking care about their other their fellow man. It's like, nah, I'm just going to crush you on my way to the top. And then I'm gonna get there, and it's gonna be super empty. I'm gonna be real depressed, and hopefully just kill myself because I'm fucking worthless. That got dark, but that's about right. I don't care. I don't give a fuck. That's how mm. I feel. If you if Mine's you're that kind of piece spicy. of shit, it's gonna just gonna stomp all over people to get to the top. Fuck you. Die, Mike. You're, you're not worth human race. Stop. I don't he, care. He's oh, turning me okay. on, and we're in the same house. Good. I'm, I'm mad. I'm, I'm drank <laughs> enough to be pissed off right now. Our system angry. rewards that also. I know. Like, they do. It's not like yeah. it's even a bad thing. Like, it is a bad thing, but not according to the United States. No, the United States celebrates the bullies crushing people to make the most profit, to kill people to make the most profit. And it's, it's this is a never-ending cycle, and it, it's hard to feel hopeful when you know that. It's hard to feel hopeful. It is. It's so hard. Because when you know that psychopaths sociopaths and malignant narcissists which you mean trump can be comorbid disorders yelp trump and his are ilk. rewarded for just stomping on people for dehumanizing people and for trouncing people on their way up to the top and you know that they're rewarded and patted on the back and you know they're the ones getting the celebrations all the way up all the way up to the top it's really hard to to continue trudging on in any sort of ethical way. Yeah. It well, makes you it makes you want to be violent. It really does. Well, I mean, but exactly. You you, you don't trust but that's the thing. That's the problem. People keep trudging on in the system. You have to trudge on not trudge on, but work outside the system. Create something new. Create like real community with people. Right? Yeah. I mean, uh, without yeah. this hyper individualization that Hits people against each other where, like, right, like you said, these psychopaths can get ahead and create a community where people decide things together and work together and help each other. And that's the truth. That's the true way to egalitarianism is that everyone in the community has a say and everyone's say is valid until we get to that point or back to that point. Like, it's just it sucks for a lot of people. And it and it's like I'm a person who's talking about this as like a quote unquote winner of this type of society. Like I'm a person who can play within these rules and make it work for me. But I understand that most there's a lot of people that can't. For whatever reason, they haven't been offered the opportunities or whatever else, and it makes me feel really guilty sometimes. And that's another thing that it's just hard to deal with sometimes. Yeah, don't feel guilty though, because you take your uh, your privilege and your platform and your voice and you always use it to amplify the, don't know how to say it, like the, the least, the smallest, the quietest voice or to amplify and lift up the most vulnerable members of our community. I fucking live with you, so I, I, this is like 100% true. I know this. This is who you are day in, day out. And you're doing the damn thing. you like, you... 
you practice what you preach every single day and you shouldn't feel guilty about it because you are doing exactly what you want to do and you're taking your resources and you're spreading them as much as you can. Somebody get the black light, good God. Oh, spreading God. his resources everywhere. <laughs> and, and, you know, also, don't feel guilty because the problem isn't individuals, it's the system. The system I is know. the problem. You know? I know. The system is the problem. So it's not, right. your, it's not your fault you're in the situation that you're in. It's the system around you that created it. So you are, again, like Rochelle said, you're doing what you can. So yeah. that's all you can do. Don't, don't give no. in to the individualistic white guilt stuff. No. Because that just no. keeps us down, prevents us better. from moving forward. You're right. You know? No, that's a group effort. Always a group effort. Remember, you are the other me. You know, like we're the same. You, me, are all the same. You are the yeah. other me. Thank you for sticking around to the end of our 44th Anal Probe segment. Don't forget to like, subscribe, review wherever you found our show. That's how we get noticed, and we love to get noticed. You can also find Jacob on Jacob's Bipolar Adventures at anchor.fm. Join us again next week as we take a look of everything that's going on around us and in the world at large and figure out what the hell is going on. Don't forget to help us get noticed by liking, subscribing, and reviewing wherever you found our show. It helps us get noticed, and we love to get noticed. Oh yeah, stay safe out there.